Welcome to Try Not to Overthink It. I'm RJ. I'm Unique. And I'm Khalil. Every day, just like you, we find ourselves trying to make sense of this crazy thing that we all call life. As peers in the healthcare profession, we find ourselves discussing and debating many different topics. After many heated debates, we decided to both expand upon these topics and give them to you from our viewpoints as licensed therapists and social workers. If this is your first time here, we'd like to thank you for checking us out, and we hope that you'll stay and participate in the conversation. So today we're going to talk about boundaries. <laughs> in today's society, boundaries are very open, very porous, very loose, very flexible, and very flimsy. Um, healthy boundaries define what is appropriate behavior in every relationship that we have. And they also act as a margin, kind of like the margins on a paper, which kind of guide what you should be doing and guide how you should be acting. Boundaries can differ from person to person and can be influenced by social context, personality, age, and culture. Boundaries that are appropriate for a situation such as hanging out with your friends or hanging out at the club or at the barbershop or the hair salon would seem irrelevant or inappropriate given another circumstance or another situation. Setting boundaries defines our expectations of not only ourselves, but also others we engage with in the multiple different kinds of relationships that we have. So I thought today it was important to talk about boundaries um, because as I said um, a, little, a little earlier, in today's culture, boundaries are very, very loose and very flexible to where people are not appropriately governing their patterns of behavior. Now, just because you set a boundary, it doesn't, a boundary is not a barrier. It's not a barrier. It's not meant to be a wall. It's not, to me, it's not meant to be a fortress. It's not meant to be a castle. But it, as I said, it's meant to be a margin. So you know what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. And I think that for some of us, we tend to just not necessarily operate inside of those boundaries. Um, and that sometimes gets us in trouble. What do you guys think? I 100% disagree. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I think I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, but I think sometimes people treat boundaries. They you you can be abusive with your boundary, right? Mm -hmm. When you do not know what it is. Um, people think, oh, boundaries have to do with controlling somebody else. No, the boundaries have to 100% absolutely do with controlling you. It's a way of how you manage you and how you want other people to approach you mm -hmm. um, with the respect of how you navigate through life. I am married and from early on, we set the standard of we will not use each other's toothbrushes. I love mm -hmm. my husband dearly. I do kiss him in the mouth. I just don't want to share the thing that we use to clean our mouths. I just don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. right? We don't, no one says this is my boundary. No, but it is. It mm -hmm. is a boundary, and if he were to so happen to use it, I would be a little, a little testy. Like, I mean, of all, we ain't at the end of the world. We have money in the bank. I just don't know why you had to use that. And I might get a new toothbrush. Right. I yeah. Told you, I, I might get a new one. I was gonna you ask know? you that. I was gonna ask you that. Like, aren't you just gonna get a new toothbrush after that? I had a conversation, but I'm gonna just get a new one. Mm -hmm. uh, so when I when we talk about boundaries, I think a lot of times people make boundaries out to be this huge ordeal when all of them are. There are mm -hmm. different layers of boundaries, right? You have precautionary boundaries, 
time boundaries, reactionary boundaries, like something happens that you have to set a boundary. You have, we talked about forests and then you have rigid boundaries, like mm-hmm. different environments require different things. But I think creating healthy conversations about limits, like even if you took the word boundary out, these are my limits. These are the rules for me and how I live my life in the world. I think people would be a bit more comfortable with accepting that boundaries are a good thing. Right. So you use the word limits, which is synonymous. If you look it up in the dictionary, boundaries, uh, one of the synonyms, you're going to see some limits uh, come up there unique. So I like the fact that you use that word that might be easier for people to wrap their mind around it, because we know that there's physical, emotional, social uh, boundaries that we have. Um, And so when we're in a relationship, sometimes things can get ignored, um, depending on the type boundaries that you allow, the certain limits that you allow, like like we said, when boundaries are porous, right? Uh, depending on the type of family you grew up with, when I work with kids, I work with kids a lot. Um, and when kids have no boundaries, I know that some of that comes from their family life, um, mm-hmm. the family system, that there's some enmeshment going on and you guys are allowing your children to do certain things that so society might say, hey, no, that's not a good thing to do. So when I'm talking to kids and I start noticing that they have these issues with boundaries right there, that's a red flag for me as a clinician. I need to talk to this child about setting appropriate limits, right? So when we start talking about limits, um, especially when it comes to physical boundaries, uh, I had a child, he's touching everything on my desk, all right? He's touching me. All right. And and won't sit still. We had to have a good conversation about limits. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I'm talking, to I, the reason why this is scary to me is if you're with an adult that also has issues with boundaries, they might start crossing certain physical limits with that child, whether yep. it be aggressive, whether it be sexual in nature all right, or whether it be mental, whatever it is. I know that if I don't teach him that that this is not acceptable, he might go through life with this. And guess what? He's going to have some consequences because he doesn't have limits. So I love the fact that you use that because when I talk to people, I like using that word instead of boundaries because, you know, people, I don't know, I think they start thinking about uh, uh, like football or something out of bounds or something. Well, you can, but limits is better because then you're knowing if you're crossing these certain limits that you know aren't right, Obviously, there has to be a consequence every time you pass or cross over that limit. Well, I explain it like this, right? When you're driving down the road, most people have driven in the road. And if you live in America, even if you don't drive a car, you've ridden down a street. Mm-hmm. And in America, sure. every street, for the most part, if it's a paved road, if it is on the map, it has a speed limit there. It has indicators to know the flow of traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with that speed limit, if I'm driving the speed limit or the agreed upon range of said speed limit, I don't ever worry if a cop is going to come. Like if I see a cop, I don't, I don't feel any type of way. Yeah, right? I'm not going to get anxious. Right. There's no level of angst. There's no level of panic or worry because, I mean, what would they stop me for? Even yeah. if I have no driver's license. Even if I said, you know what, as long as my car is working fine, there is nothing there that they would know to question me. 
until I violate that, now I am in subjection to or I am in under the confines of the consequences of breaking that law. Mm -hmm. Laws are meant to, excuse me, that speed limit is meant as a safety measure. If you travel at this distance, at this miles per hour, you will be safe. It will be safe for everybody around you and safe for you. In the event that something happens, an accident happens, your response time is good, your ability to survey the area is good, you can safely navigate on this street at that speed. And right. we put other precautionary measures to make sure that you're able to move down the street. In your life, it is no different. Mm. There are stop signs. There are caution signs. There are children at play signs. There are speed limits for certain areas of your life to create safety for you. If I am battling with a trauma, my speed limit might be 10 miles per hour when engaging in a new relationship. Because of something that previously happens, I'm slow to engage. And so when I lead with that, hey, I've been through a few things. I'm a little slower to engage right. in this than previously because I, I'm still under construction or I have some things going on here that just don't allow me to move that same way. Or, hey, I just I find it safest when people... I give it time for you to get to know me and not just rush in and assume things about you that would be unearthed or unveiled if I gave it some time. So I think if people change their perspective just on what how boundaries are beneficial, mm -hmm. right? Boundaries are not a limit to keep you from doing something fun. They're not right. to keep you to hurt you. When they begin when they become those things, they become something other than a boundary. It right. is a barrier. Right, because I'm keeping out the good. I am aiming to harm someone else, or I'm aiming to shelter away from. But a boundary is meant for people to interact with it. It's right. meant to build community. It is best used with other people. You can't have a boundary with nobody else. Right. Yeah. It's 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 something that, in order for the context to be understood, it is as you relate to someone or something else. And so you need you need that in order for it to be a boundary. Um, Khalil, kids don't know. It, I think I don't think there's any bad kids um, no, no. under the age of like twelve. I think you're. I don't think that you're bad. I think you have poor poor management and poor parents. Right, and so that's what I wanted to get on because obviously, um, with this one child I was using in particular. He hadn't probably got the best type of um, uh, structure or upbringing. And so I wanted to reinforce this for him because of being an African-American child. Um, he was already starting to get in trouble in school and some other issues. And I wanted to make sure that he understood boundaries from a different perspective. Because as soon as we say boundaries, I think people get scared or they think there's some negative connotations behind it. I was like, no, these are certain limits. Like you meet me. All right. You need to make sure it's OK if you touch me. You need to ask me, hey, can I shake your hand or hey, can I hug you? You know, you just don't run up and embrace me. Consent is a boundary. Right. It, the consent is a boundary. Because so, it starts now when he's young, because like with him being young, yeah. you know, him just running up and hugging somebody without their permission. What is he if, if no one corrects that pattern of behavior now? 
what is he going to do when he's 16, 17 years old? And I think that or for, I, I, I think that for both of you guys, like what you guys were saying about, you know, like with the boundaries, using the boundaries of self-governance is very important, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah. and recognizing that like with the boundaries, this is the way, the way you execute and the way you display your boundaries is how you're teaching other people how to interact with you. Um, yes. I'm, I'm a big proponent of self-accountability and holding yourself accountable. And so for me, like with my boundaries, I'm the type of person, I look at my boundaries as self-governance. What is, oh, yeah. what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. Like I remember reading an article um, about former, former president, uh, former vice president, Mike Pence. And he was saying that if he's eating alone with a female, it ain't, it's, it's with his wife. It ain't nobody but her. And if he's mm-hmm. going to a place where he feels like people are going to be drinking and it's going to be a little, it's going to be a little too much, she's there with him. You know, that's a boundary that he set for himself of, hey, I respect my wife. These are my views, my, you know, my purse, my, my personal, you know, religious views. And because these are my views and I respect my wife, I respect my marriage. I'm not going to have dinner with somebody or lunch with somebody and my wife's not present. I'm not going to be right. around certain people who are doing certain things if my wife's not present. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. people people know because he set that boundary for himself. People know that hey, if I'm going to engage with him, if I'm a female and I'm looking to go to lunch with him, I got to invite his wife. Right. Yeah, right. I got to make reservations for three. And so it teaches people how to engage with you and how to respond to you and how to interact with you when you have a clear understanding of what the boundaries are and, like Khalil said, what the limits are. Because right. for me, if I know that, like Unique, Unique doesn't eat meat. We're not going to a steakhouse to, to you know, not. you know, we're, we're not we're, we we're not going to Ruth Chris to, to go eat to go eat lunch because that's a boundary. Right. She she doesn't eat meat. Now, granted, they may have a salad, but you know, again, steakhouse steakhouse salads are trash. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> they don't put no, yeah, they not they not doing they not selling yeah. salads. Nah, they yeah. they 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 selling meat. The salad is just the, it's supposed to be something that you look at. It's not meant for you to be sitting there actually consuming it, but. You don't even have a Cobb a, a cob salad, a, a Caesar salad. They ain't got none of that. Oh. It'd be some lettuce. That's about it. <laughs> so I, I think that for, for, for some of us, when we do not have those clear outline boundaries, it allows people to just move back and forth freely yeah. and even with you it allows you to engage in things freely that you shouldn't be engaging in because even like before we started recording we were talking about um Derek jackson in the interview he was doing and he was talking about how in the interview he shared you know like what caused him to become in, in uh unfaithful to his wife he said that hey he was looking for certain certain affirmations and certain affections from his wife he wasn't getting them from her and so because he wasn't getting them from her he was engaging in friendships with people that were, were not his wife. And so right. loose boundaries turned into no boundaries. And then next, you know, ex facto, now he's being unfaithful with people that are, are not his wife. And so, right. you know, not properly setting those boundaries of, hey, if this is not my wife, I can't engage in these type of conversations. If this is not my wife, I can't be going to these places because, you know, I, and I always say this about myself, you know, I'm too lazy to be lying and making stuff up and trying to sneak and hide and all this other stuff. So if Whatever. I got to stop, if if I got to stop and think, should I be doing this? I probably shouldn't be doing it. Right. But by having the, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. By having what? By having those boundaries in place, it keeps you from having to explain this ain't what it looked like 
or even right. having to be in situations you got to say you're sorry for or trying to make it right because you 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 had something that kept you from doing those things that you had no business doing. Right. I agree. I agree. I think you can't really talk about boundaries and I look at I'm looking for something to create a pendulum here. You can't really talk about boundaries without talking about modes of communication. Oh, right. yeah. You have uh, modes of communication, right? Most for those who don't know, welcome to school. For those of you who do, you know where I'm going with this. So when you have you have a pendulum, right? Communication mm-hmm. happens on a pendulum. Mm-hmm. The pendulum on one side of that pendulum, you have aggressive communication. On yep. the direct other side of that pendulum, you have passive communication. Passive. And right in the middle, you have assertive communication. If I am an aggressive communicator and I have very porous or open boundaries, right? Because if you're aggressive and you think, no, I have great boundaries. Healthy boundaries are only as good as how they benefit the people around you. And right. mm-hmm. So if they're only benefiting you, you're probably aggressive, aggressive. and you have open boundaries because mm-hmm. your boundaries are only one-sided. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have an aggressive boundary or may aggressive communication, right? That pendulum, when you let that aggression go, it's automatically going to swing all the way over there to someone's passivity, mm-hmm. right? Or if you're passive, then when you communicate with people passively, oh, my wife, my wife is not giving me what I need. So therefore, I go to other people, where, 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 cry, cry, cry. I'm handling things passively. You're automatically going to have your wife go to an aggressive stance. When you put mm-hmm. boundaries in place, there's just a little boundary in there, right? No matter if someone pulls you, it's only going to go but so far. And you're always going to come back to that assertive way of communication much quicker because people are, we, people hand, we're on a pendulum. We're never happy. We're not always happy, always sad, always right. mad. Mm-hmm. The better your boundaries get, right? The easier it is for you to have different communication. So no matter mm-hmm. what those emotions are doing, I'm right. able to communicate in an assertive way and I'm able to express my wants, needs, and to be tuned in, included to what your wants and needs are. Because now we're both saying, all right, hey, hey, you feel this way? That's fine. You can feel that way. But let's talk about it in a way that's going to be respectful to both of us. Let's right. look mm-hmm. at the situation. Let's make sure our behaviors, our attitudes, our thoughts, our feelings are going to be in a way that's respectful to each of us. So many times we're trying to put healthy, healthy confines in unhealthy spaces. Right. Yeah. Right. I can have a gourmet meal, right? I can get a five-star Michelin-starred meal, but if I get it from a dumpster, is it still going to mean the same thing? Uh, <laughs> it's not. Look, if you don't tell them it's from the dumpster. <laughs> talking about like it's packaged and it's in a dumpster i'm talking about it's just loose loose in the dumpster dumpster. right i'm not eating that i don't care how good it was i'm not responding to that meal the same way it's the same thing when we're talking about oh i have healthy boundaries but you're yelling Mm -hmm. i have healthy boundaries but you when he asks where do you want to go to dinner oh i don't know just pick a place you know being communicated. If your woman is not doing it for you, say, hey, 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 come here, sweetheart. Come here, come here, young lady. Right? My honey dip, as one of my friends used to call it, honey dip. <laughs> and you ain't doing it for me like you used to. Something's changed. Yeah. I need you to pull me up. I need you, you know, come smell my neck every now and again. Let me know that thing still gets you, get you all warm and fuzzy inside. Right. Right. 
Roger Mel, I'm just telling I'm keeping it real, Roger Mel. Sometimes y'all like y'all like all of that. <laughs> my neck, rub my hair. Why are you acting like they don't like all of that? I like saying that's communication. That's communication. Yeah. And, and, and so with me, right, um, this is such a funny situation. And I'm going to use this. A buddy of mine was telling me um, why uh, he went through a divorce uh, with his ex-wife, uh, mainly because there was some boundary issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and let me tell you all some boundary issues roll over from your own family into your new family that you're making, mm-hmm. right? And he was explaining to me that um, the wife's mom uh, really was overstepping, his mother-in-law was overstepping some Communication boundaries. issues. Yes. And, and, and so when <laughs> things went wrong, uh, the wife was seeking a lot of advice from the mom and the mm-hmm. mom from her previous broken relationships was projecting a lot of that onto her relationship. Yep. And so, you know, I was to hear some of this. And one thing that I learned, I never knew this before until I went to um, my master's class in social work, um, that families can become enmeshed, right? And, and there's emotional enmeshment, meaning that, hey, I feel what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And instead of giving you some good advice that is um, not subjective, it's objective advice that you should be looking for. I give you subjective advice because all of a sudden, yeah, I've been through that before and I'm feeling like he's going to do this to you and he's doing this to you. So uh, let me prepare you on how to handle that. And so a lot of that was going on and I didn't realize that that could play such a part in um, how people react to things. And so mm-hmm. she was getting all this information um, you know, from her, her family and other people. And, that, well, you know, if he's treating you like that, then he's being abusive or he's being this or he's being that, putting labels on her relationship. And when I heard about that, you know, it, it, it was a little bit um, sad to hear, but he didn't know what to do. And he said, hey, next thing you know, I stopped communicating the way I wanted to communicate with her because I already knew she was going to run and tell it. And And so then all of a sudden, uh, because those boundaries that she had with her family members uh, were so porous, uh, he wasn't able to have that type of communication that he needed with his own wife. Very scary, but people do that. And I, I know I've been a part of that before with my my best friend, you know, and I was like, man, I don't want to give you advice in this situation because my advice could be tainted, yeah. especially being uh, the relationship and being divorced before I said, man, you need to go talk. Both of you all need to go to a marriage counselor. And I was able to say that to him, but I understand why people have that happen in their relationships, which is definitely unhealthy. I mean, a little, I do. Um, and I guess adding to that, right? Knowing, and we talked about this in our relationship episode, this is a little commercial. If y'all haven't checked out our lives yet, you need to. Uh, but yeah, check out the live. Check out the live. We got we got a few of them posted on the YouTube channel. But in our live, we talk a lot about kind of just like relationships and the development in those early stages. In those early stages, you gotta kind of flesh out and state those expectations up front. Hey, this is 
the weight that other people are going to have in our relationship, right? Clearly define that and say, Mm -hmm. I think wise counsel or being able to express ourselves and share our opinions with other people who know us is valuable. Right. But we take that with a grain of salt Mm -hmm. when it comes to how it's actualized or how it's lived out in our relationship. Right. Because I think there's merit in having friendships that people who've known you in different seasons. Um, I I have several friends, men and women, who have known me in seasons outside of my marriage and just in the relationship. And so when I have to go and check, I'm rarely saying, is my like, is he wrong? Or was I doing too much? Like, let me use this as a gauge. Y'all know me, you know, I could be a little rah rah. <laughs> I've toned down. Roger Mel might disagree, but I've toned down. But I think Roger Mel, don't don't get on here and lie to the people. That's disrespectful. She be on David Tom. She be on it. Disrespectful. Well, well, hopefully, your friends will let you know. It, it, you know, hopefully, your friends will be truthful to you and let you know. Yeah, yeah you need. This is you doing too much. They should okay. be able to but be honest with you. Right, and that's what I was saying. Like, so I, cause I don't want people to say, "Oh, I'm never going to involve anybody in my relationship," because I've heard that too. But right. I think re- recognizing what you're looking for. Are you looking for validation outside of your relationship? Because that's dangerous. Right? That's dangerous. You're going to right. be validated. But if you're looking for some aspect of where I'm trying to decipher the part that I play in this, right. right, or how I can take more accountability for my behavior, how I can, am I seeing this clearly, like, am I being as present enough? This person is saying, I'm not being present, I'm not showing up. Am I being, am I giving them enough? way like from an outsider's perspective how could i listen to this person more how could i be more present i think that's something that we teach people how to do in therapy but i do right. think that you have everybody has that one or two people in their life where they can go and say and you know me right you know how i do was i wrong i mean i don't and think so. that it's wrong to to ask for perspective right. but i think that where we sometimes get ourselves in trouble with our boundaries is the fact that we just let the boundaries go down or let them go up. And then by not being selective, it's kind of like trying to strain spaghetti noodles with a fishing net. Everything's right. going. You're, you're not going to be able to strain, strain, strain the spaghetti noodles with a fishing net. I've never heard that. I love it. I mean, you just not. I mean... It's training spaghetti with a fishing net. I like. That. I mean, I mean, try it. I mean, next thing, next time, next time you you make spaghetti, try try straining the noodles with a fishing net. The the whole the 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 squares in in the net are way too big to catch the noodles. But what happens when right, you right. are not being selective about the information that's coming in as well as the information that's going out is again you have no control. You've lost control at that point. So. Because when you fish in that fishing net comes in, yeah, depending on but but you but but see but see you you said it you said it best about find, you going to the right place for the right tool. Mm-hmm. So in that moment, you know I'm using a fishing net to catch fish, mm-hmm. but using a fishing net to strain spaghetti noodles is not going to work the same way you would catch fish because fish right. are much bigger than the noodles that are going to fly right through the holes. That colander, like it's not yeah. 
And so that that's where like I feel like with us and our and 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 our loose and our flexible boundaries is for some people what they what they will do is they will look for an excuse to misbehave. Mm-hmm. And and so I need a little water. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hey, look, hey, that's something to talk about right there. Because I mean, huh? you, you, people, people are just looking for an excuse to misbehave. Because like when you look at the way thing, the way things are in, in in most things in society, people people look for any reason to act out of pocket, act out of order, yeah. do things they have no business doing, doing do things that. They they wanted to do already, but they were just looking for an excuse to, to do it. Excuse to do it. And right. and so my my thing is like I said before, for me when you are and and I always go back to being a person that's on you know being a person that is on purpose. When you are moving on purpose, it don't matter what is going on you know external external from you because you know what you're supposed to be doing. You know right. what right looks like. You know what you shouldn't be doing. You know certain conversations you have no business participating in. You know certain behaviors that you shouldn't be engaging in. If I'm, if, you know, I use it as a prime example. If I am uh, a man that's married or a man that is working to be married, I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to be out here hanging out with a whole bunch of single friends. Right. And the re- and the reason why is because those single friends think single thoughts. That's right. You know, and so. You know, different going, go, you know, go, going back to the analogy you use about the appropriate tool from the appropriate place. I shouldn't be taking, you know, marriage advice from single people because they're going to give me sing. They've never, especially if they've never been married before or, ne- or never had a serious monogamous long term relationship before. Right. And that's where, like I said, when you're, when you're, when your boundaries are so loose and so open, you, you have no control over what's getting in and what's getting out. And so, that is where you start, you know, like my man, my man, Mr. Jackson was saying about loose boundaries became no boundaries mm-hmm. because he had, because there was no self-control and he was not moving in his purpose like he should have been. You know, you started giggling and laughing with the wrong people and giggling and laughing turned into conversations and conversations turned into touching. And then next thing you know, touching turned into doing some other things that now you're. you're yeah. Now you yeah. violate. Now, now you done violated because your boundary, your boundaries were loose and you, and, and they were wide open. And so now something that. Words, loose, wide open, Roger he gets Hey, uh, yeah, he's I'm, telling the truth. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just speaking the facts, Ooh. man. You know, like for a lot of us, we, we, this, you know, and, and that's where, like, for me, like I said, I'm about accountability and ownership. You know, that, that's the, that's mm-hmm. the type of therapist I am. That's the type of man that I am. Accountability and ownership. Those, those are, those are keystones for me because we can all say somebody made me do something, you know, no, but, and, and that's what, that's what a lot of us will do. We will, we'll look for excuses for our piss poor behavior, our, our out of pocket behavior, instead of saying, you know what? I was wrong and I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't, right, I right. shouldn't have, I shouldn't have done X, Y, and Z. I shouldn't have engaged this conversation. I shouldn't have engaged in this behavior. I shouldn't have done these things. Because people have more respect for you coming coming clean and just saying I shouldn't have done that or this is what I should have done. Because by and we talked about this in the accountability episode, you know, not a take not taking accountability stifles or removes your ability to grow. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, because you're not taking ownership. And so mm-hmm. for for me, you know, like I said, like for me, I don't look at boundaries as like a hard and fast rule. I don't look at them like a wall or like a fortress or a castle. But I look at them as, you know, because for me, I'm very impulsive. 
I think a lot of things and because I think things, sometimes I act on those things, you know, and so to to keep myself from getting in trouble or doing things I ain't got no business doing, you know, because I haven't always been I haven't always been saved and delivered. Sometimes, you know, you know, back in the day, I used to be on demon time. You know, heck, sometimes I still am. But, Ladies you know, right in the comments, you heard if, you it, you heard it in if you want a story or two. Yeah, I mean, you you want a story or two. I mean, you can you can hit my line. But, you know, the thing is, as I grew older and I matured and I started stepping into the purpose that God had for me, I had to recognize that the things that I was engaging in before, I couldn't continue to do those things. Mm -hmm. So, right. you know, no one is going to hold me accountable because I'm grown now. Right. You know, like when we're children, we got parents that's going to hold us accountable. We have authority figures that's going to hold us accountable. But as an adult, as you get older, you have to set those boundaries for yourself to hold yourself accountable. Like we talked about, we talked about losing weight, getting in shape. Who going to hold you accountable for that? You, you got to hold you accountable for that. That'd be you. You know, it's, it's regulation. Like being a mom, I was telling, I tell, I tell my kid all the time. I think she just hate being a kid and that she's not an adult. And I mean, rightfully so. <laughs> my kid likes to do a lot of things, and she just don't know why she can't. I said, "Cause you're not grown, baby. That's why. Cause you don't pay no bills over here. That's why you can't do what you want to do." All right. I said, but more than that, for black people for you. More than that, you start that, paying bills. You can do anything when you start paying bills. That's how we. <laughs> look, you, you a little, we might can renegotiate a few things. Hey, see? You don't pay no bills. Can't do nothing. I had to be accountable, you know, big fella, Father God, sir. When he calls to roll up yonder, and I'm in that line, and he say, "What have you done with the gift of a child, baby?" I want to know what I'm answering for. And so I tell her right now, I was gifted with the opportunity of helping you manage your baby, mm -hmm. helping you manage your emotions. But there will come a time and she, as much as she wants to be a grown up and still be my little baby girl, she tells me, mommy, I'm never leaving. And I say, all right, um, you will, though. You will leave one day because one day you're going to want to stretch your wings and be a grown up. And when that day happens. I don't want you to feel like you don't have the capability to manage your emotions, your mm -hmm. behavior, and your feelings appropriately. Not appropriately for me, not appropriately for society, but to be able to clearly define some guidelines of the type of woman you want to be, right? I want you to say, I am an honest woman. Mm -hmm. I am a fair woman. I'm a respectful woman. But if I don't instill those in you now, when you... 18, 19, and the world is telling you how to think, feel, and be, I don't want you to be confused about the type of person you want to be. So I got to make sure at nine, Pulaski, that you have, that's not her name, but that's what y'all going to know her as. Mm -hmm. So Pulaski, right now, you gonna, you you got to stick to a schedule of washing dishes. Right. Because I don't want you to be a dirty woman. Right? Yep. You got to stick to a schedule of when you come home, you, there's a system. I do my homework at this time. I do my chores at that time. I, I taught her how to wash clothes today because she's not always going to have me there crafting out her life for her. Mm -hmm. When she gets to be 25 and she got bosses like you and Khalil, RJ, I want her to know, uh -uh, I, got, I can't party all night because I got to go to work at 8 a.m. Maybe this party is cut short. <laughs> I'm, I'm keeping this key key into a minimum. Because right. I got to go to work. I'm sorry. Uh, I got to clean my house because I want a nice house. But those, what I'm teaching her is a boundary, right? Mm -hmm. Governing herself in a way that's going to be beneficial to her lifelong character building. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
lifelong edification of who she's going to be as a woman. I'm not just training her for the child because she's not always going to stay with my child. Mm -hmm. I'm talking to the 25 version of her. So when she's 25 and she's saying, how do you learn how to wash clothes, my mama? How do you learn how to wash some dishes, my mama? How do you learn how to cook, my mom? I don't don't put that in there. Why? My mother never did that. Right. And do I I don't want that clout, but I want her to feel confident in the person she is. Well, look, I think people people don't think about that. But I remember, you know, finally going out on my own, getting a few roommates here and there or when starting college. And people did not know how to wash clothes at 19 or 20 or people didn't know how to clean up after themselves. The bathroom, peeing on the seat, doing things like that. And no one ever taught them or they weren't corrected and somebody just cleaned up after them. So what you're doing in turn, like a lot of people look at it, well, you know, you're just doing a mom's job. No, that's raising a child. That is trying to make sure that child- Adult. uh, Raising an adult, yeah, raising a child so they'll be a respectful adult. And Mm -hmm. then when we're talking about they'll be able to set boundaries because when you love and respect yourself, you're not gonna do some of the things that we see out here people doing. Uh, because they have certain limits, right? And because they love themselves, they're not going to let you take advantage of them or and, and, and cross over certain limits. And all those are supposed to be learned in the household. People take that for granted. You're supposed to. It doesn't always happen. Another thing, and, and Black parents don't get on here and look at me crazy, but I also allow my child to tell me no. Right. Limits. I do allow her to tell me no because I want her to be comfortable with hearing her own voice. And sometimes I'm able to honor that no. But just like adults, there are other times when I cannot honor the no, but I provide an explanation. Right. So I understand that you don't want to do this. I'm willing to discuss it and I understand that you don't want to. But let me tell you what, if I agree to that, what that would mean. Right. Now, do you want to still have that no? And usually she's like, well, I didn't know me saying no was going to cost that. And I said, yeah, there's always, there there are benefits and losses when mm-hmm. you say right. yes or no. Yep. And so yes. I, I just want you to know the whole picture, right? I want you to understand the weight of your of your agreements or disagreements. And so I provide that for her. It is not conventional. I know that. But again, I'm not just raising a nine-year-old. I'm raising someone who I want to be able to know, respect, and honor her voice. She can make choices. She's not having to call me up. Mommy, I got in this relationship, and they're doing something I don't like. I don't know what to do. I want her to say, Mommy, they did this, and this is what I told them. Mm -hmm. Is it too much? I don't know. What you think? I mean, I said it now, so... Well, did you think of the consequences? Yeah. And he probably not going to talk to me no more. He's not calling me back no more. And I just want to know if I can come to your house and cry. And I'm going to say it every time. But do we need to roll out first? Because I mean, <laughs> let me know how we got a, we got a few cousins. Well, look, you know, we got a few cousins that we can we might need to call up because I have a license. But, uh, but you're still so. teaching your child appropriate boundaries, even when it comes to relationship boundaries. Mm-hmm. We're still, hey, you can say no. And that's another thing. By saying no, you're saying this is a limit. Even if I explain to you that you still have to do it because you're my child, I'm still explaining to you that you're allowed to say no to people sometimes. I don't want to raise a yes man, a yes woman who say yes to everything. Not even to me. And and just allow people to treat you or do you any kind of way. Right. Well, that's what we see in some families. Children should be seen and not heard and you better do it and, and, and threatening and everything. So when they get in a relationship and that spouse or or the significant other is threatening and telling them you better do it. Well, yeah, this is what I learned at home. So I better mm-hmm. do it. No, that's that's not 
That's not what I want out of my child. I want my child to understand why I'm teaching them this or why we're doing this. And if, if, if it's something they're uncomfortable comfortable with, why they're allowed to say no. So these are things that should be taught to children, but a lot of times they're not. So we aren't teaching our children effective boundaries if we're not explaining to them why certain things are a no. Yeah. Well, right. So, you know, people need to get that. Well, I mean, so it, it's definitely one of those things where, like, a guest that we had in, our, in one of our previous episodes said, you teach people how to treat you. And so, mm-hmm. you know, for, for a lot of us, you know, we, we have to have, you know, like, you know, like you guys have been saying, we have to have those boundaries and those limits. Because if we do not have those limits, people think that they can talk to you, treat you any kind of way. And so by you right. saying and, and putting that out there on the front, hey, I'm not going or this is not going to fly with me or that's not appropriate or that's not respectful and I'm not, I'm not going to allow that to happen. Guess what? People, it shows people, hey, to stop or, or potentially there's going to be a consequence that Absolutely. does not, that, that occurs if you, if you continue to do that thing. I mean, it's no different than bees, wasps. Even some snakes, like rattlesnakes, they let you know, "Hey, you better get away," because they if you stop. come any closer, they start rattling that rattle. Hey, you better get back. You get any closer, I'm gonna bite you. Bees, you know, they're they're red, they're yellow and black because they're letting you know, "Hey, I'm dangerous." You oh, come yeah. near me, you know, caution. You know, you get any closer, I'm gonna sting you. I'm gonna light you up. And so, those are things where, for me, you know, like I said, you know, like I was saying earlier, when it when it comes to us and having boundaries, um having those boundaries in place, it, 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 it can never happen too soon. I feel like, you know, like with you, you know, unique sitting down and outlining that with your daughter now, because again, like as we've, as we, as we've seen as providers, things that become, that are, that are problems at an early age become problems, you know, as adults, if they're not addressed soon enough, because they you know, they, they magnify because like my dad says it all the time, you know, bad habits are like feet. They don't get any smaller. They get bigger and bigger. <laughs> and so there have been so many clients that that I've, you know, had the pleasure of providing services to that when you start to un- sit down and unpack with them, like where how they ended up here, because that's always my favorite question. How did we get here? Some of the questions I ask, I ask my clients two primary questions a lot of times. One, how did we get here? Two, how did that work out for you? Listen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you when you start to when you start to ask that question of how did we how did we get here? And then you're, you're they're speaking it out loud of yeah. how the, the choices they made or certain things they right. were doing, certain things they weren't doing caused them to be sitting here in front of in front of them, in front of you. You're like, wow. Right. And so now it becomes real to them. Cause like I, I watch a guy on YouTube, he has a channel. Um, where he interviews homeless people in Atlanta. And so, mm-hmm. you know, he's always interviewing them and asking them how they ended up homeless, hearing their stories and stuff like that. And for some of them, you know, hanging out with the wrong people, trusting the wrong people, taking the wrong advice from the wrong people, uh, having the wrong people around them, having the wrong people in their circles when they shouldn't have been in their circles, you know, other things that could have been away from them because their boundaries were loose, their boundaries were wide open. And again, like I said, boundaries are not, you know, they're not meant to be walls to keep people out, but they're meant to allow the right things in and the right things out. It's like a right. door to your house. I heard yes. yeah. like the boundaries are the door of the house. 
they are meant to bring in the people you want in there and keep out the folk that you don't. You don't want exactly. Right. There's a reason you. There's a reason. There's a lock on the door too. There's a lock right. on it, right? Because some <laughs> some instances are more dangerous than others. Yeah. Um, I had a roommate one time. I was living in Richmond. And, um, you know, I'd see things disappear, <laughs> you know, come home and be like, I know I ain't, I know I didn't, I, I, that, that was on the table over here before. Now it's out in the living room. I know I had it in my room or money would disappear and stuff, you know, like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I know I had $10 on it. You know, you, and you start questioning yourself. You almost think you're going crazy. And so I had to confront my roommate. I'm like, hey, are you? going in my room well i needed to borrow something and, and you know oh. all the short change and i'm like wait oh my gosh i did not tell you right away though guys this mm -hmm. is because i i mean for yeah, me I didn't flesh it out. yeah i didn't i'm trying to flesh it out i was like maybe that you know am i being if this is too much of a rigid boundary that i'm setting so eventually by me not addressing it i end up going off on the person mm -hmm. and i you know and we had a confrontation uh, it, and you know when it, 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 it almost turned into an altercation, and I started locking everything, and you know I felt really um, you know disgusted. It, it really disgusted me because when I, I I worked, I had to go out of town. I was a CDL driver at the time. I had to go out of town. I'd be out of town for three days at a time, and um, I worked for a construction company. I had to deliver construction um, equipment to different places. So when I got back, all right. Um, you know, at one time when the door was locked, you know, it, I felt good and comfortable and, and, and everything was good. And the one time I forgot to lock my door, you yeah. know, boom, something had happened. And, and, and it just brought such a, a sense of disgust because I couldn't trust the person. Um, and then I moved out. But the problem that, that I really had with it is I didn't feel safe anymore. Mm -hmm. um, but that was for me not setting the appropriate boundaries uh, in the beginning of the relationship, allowing people to borrow stuff, allowing people to come in and use. Oh, man, uh, can I use your your, your DVD player or, or something like that? I remember small stuff in the beginning and I allowed well, it to happen. Well, I think because we all are guilty of. Well, I, I won't say guilty of anything. I, I tell my clients being kind hearted is not the problem. Mm -hmm. Right. The problem is not having strong following through with the consequences of the violation. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. We we have the boundaries because you set the boundary as and I'm going to give it to you. I'll let you or, have right. I'll borrow it, replace it. What was not communicated or probably even executed properly when the person violated it, instead of going immediately to look for a solution. The landlord or somebody. You excused it. Right, you mm -hmm. rationalized it. You made it a new problem. <laughs> My problem, right? When in turn, you cannot have a boundary, a healthy boundary, without healthy consequences. Right? Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Yes. So if I smack somebody, I am looking to get smacked back. I just am. Right. Right. I'm looking to get smacked back. Like I should expect that to happen to me. Or I should expect them to stop dealing with me. Mm -hmm. the, ex the expectation shouldn't be they're going to embrace me lovingly. Absolutely not. With boundaries, if I have violated someone, the expectation 
should then be if we communicate that boundary that now there may be uh less freedom in the situation right. mm-hmm. there may be a cost like a financial benefit um or maybe an emotional cost to that where now this person is withdrawing they're pulling back they're retreating to safe right. to safer bounds um and so we have to i think that's something that we have to say emphatically on here if you set healthy boundaries, you have to follow through with the consequences. Yes. If not, mm-hmm. then you have a porous boundary because people do what they want to do to you. Well, they, yep. they think you you're wishy-washy no. at that time, right? Well, yeah. They will take advantage of you. So if your boundaries, in order for them to remain healthy, respect yourself enough to you uphold the boundaries. I tell this to clients, they're like, well, they didn't respect my boundaries. I said, no, you didn't respect your boundary because you said that it was loose. When you allow them to continue, you said that that boundary was not important. It's okay for them the to do that. The only person who can keep the boundary is you. Right? right? People can agree with your boundary, but disrespecting them is not a them problem. That's a you problem. So once they've disrespected it and you don't do anything about it, then it becomes your problem. But when they disrespect it, it's their problem. And if you give them the consequences, it remains their problem because now they have a choice. Either I can continue to get the the negative consequences, not keeping the boundary, or I can I can redirect and change my behavior. My daughter decides. I let her know. Look, you decide. You don't want to behave in this room. That's fine. And we can I communicate the consequence right along with the boundary. Uh, today we had a situation. She wanted to have some of my tea. The tea has way too much caffeine in it. So I gave her a little, I said, you can taste it. I mean, having a little bit of caffeine is not going to kill you, right? You eat chocolate, so it's not going to kill you. Right, right. A small amount, right? In a shot glass, no alcohol in it, people. It was coffee, (laughs) like tea in the shot glass. So I put tea in the shot glass, but I let her know this shot glass is important to me. If you break my shot glass, you will get a spanking. Because I already communicated with her. I like this glass. It is an important glass to me. I cannot replace it. It's a souvenir from another country. So I'm going to let you use it. I'm going to trust you with it. Some people go right. and say, don't let her use it at all. No, because I'm teaching her the value of something. Mm-hmm. She'll never understand it if I never give her opportunities to use it. So I said, listen, this is important to me. If you break it, then there's, it's going to be a spanking involved. Usually my child will try to carry everything at once. Today, she made the decision, I'm going to carry the tea and the creamer with the glass. I was so proud of her in that moment because she said, "I'm." she's attaching, okay, if I want to do something for mommy and I want these privileges, I have to do it within the confines to continue getting the privileges. If I want those privileges to stop, then I can do it my way. And sometimes she does choose to do it her way and she suffers the consequences because of it. And she and I will have a bad conversation. I said, now, you know, this is not me. I'm not punishing you. Right. You made a choice. This is the action that you did. And we already talked about, we agreed what the consequence would be. You knew what the consequence was, whether you agreed on it or not, you knew that that was going to be the consequence and you did it anyway. So now I have to be fair to you because that was I needed you to respect that situation and you didn't and she hates it but there are also times when I give her fairness she tells me mommy this person did this or they broke that I was like okay what are we doing about it what's the consequence I don't want them in my she'll tell the dog um well they ate this or they ate that and I was like well 
So now it's broken. We told you don't let dogs come in there. You did. Your stuff got broken. Now what? How do you want to move from here on? They can't come in my room. Okay, fine. I get what I want. You don't get your stuff eaten anymore. It's a win-win. Right. And I taught even with her personal belongings at school. Kids will break her things. And I was like, did you tell them not to touch it? Yes. Okay, they broke it anyway. Now what? I don't want to talk to them anymore. Fine with me. Yeah, yes. I don't force her to talk to them. Don't talk to them anymore. Right. That's your consequence for that. If you don't well, feel just safe, like working with clients, when I work with clients and they do the same thing over and over again and expect different results, I'm like, you're essentially punishing yourself uh, mm-hmm. because when you go back in that relationship and you knew that that person wasn't good for you and you told me I, you really you ain't got nowhere else to live. And so you got to do this and I got to move in with her or I got to move in yep. with him. And then you go there. And next thing you know, both of y'all relapse, y'all still using. And then all of a sudden you back at treatment. And, and I say to her, I said, you're just punishing yourself. This is you. Mm-hmm. This is you. This is your consequences from your decision making. Not following yeah. along, not respecting your boundaries. Right. And, and you know, I, I get it, especially working with substance abuse. We talk about boundaries all day long with yeah. substance abuse. It's all day long. And, and it's so funny because it fits in every area of their life. But one thing I have learned that I, I want to talk to, and I know you and RJ uh, can speak on this, is that when people are suffering from substance abuse, a lot of times they'll have low self-worth because they're stuck in that cycle of using and abusing. And they get in these relationships when they get clean. And what I see is I'm like, your boundaries are so porous. Um, And a lot of times it's because the self-worth is so low. Um, There's like this direct correlation. It's like, well, I I don't, it's okay for them to do this to me because you know what? I've been on drugs for so long and and I haven't done the things I was supposed to do. I'm not a good parent. So people can talk to me anyway. And they almost internalize that. And it's like, man, you don't have any boundaries anymore because you don't feel as if you deserve to have these limits that you should put around people. Um, so I know you guys can speak on that because it, when we talk about relationships, um, depending on how you were raised, the situation you're coming from, when you don't have any boundaries, oh man, it, it, it opens up a world of just pain and torture for you, you know, in the long run. I mean, I just told, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I, was, man, I had a client just this past Saturday call me in tears saying, um, somebody came, she's doing amazing work. Somebody came up to her job and was reminding her of her past. Mm. And I said, she was, she left the job in tears. And she said, I, this is why I don't come out of my house. This is why I stopped trying to get jobs here. And I said, how long are you going to allow people to tell you that you're not worth the changes that you've made? Right. Mm-hmm. But it hurts. I said, I understand that it hurts, but it only hurts as long as you allow, as long as you give it power to her. Mm-hmm. Right. It hurts because you still believe what they say to be true. You don't believe that you're not those things that they say you are anymore. Right. You still see yourself as that addict, the bad mom, the woman who got her kids taken, the uh, person who was lying, cheating, stealing. That's how you see yourself. And so when other people say it, it hurts because you're living a double life. You don't live in the space that says, I'm not. Right. I've been clean and sober for two years now. Yes, I lost my kids, but I have insight as to why. And I'm able to own that today. My kids are in a better place. Right. And it is because of my poor decisions at that time. You are able to say, 
no, any job that I get is not out of a handout that was given to me. It's because of the hard work that I put in. But until you are able to believe that and stand in that truth, then you're not able to set up this boundary or persona about what other people believe about you. When she starts, and I swear, I will not, I will not preach or condone a lie. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I just want to go. I said, no, you're asking me to condone a lie. Mm -hmm. I cannot do that. As your supportive person in your life, you didn't call me for that reason. And I will not allow you to lie to me. And neither will I affirm that. I said, no, when you're ready, you can be upset. You can be hurt. But what you cannot do is live a lie here and expect me to agree to it. Exactly. And so in telling her that Mm. I wasn't doing that to shame her or anything, what I told her is stop allowing people to bully you into this belief that you're not worth more. Mm -hmm. You cannot. You can't be healthy that way. That that hinders any more growth and health. And so if you are around people who every time you are around them, they only want to remind you of everything you're not. That's your key. One, to say this person doesn't respect me enough to validate who I am. Right. We all have a past. No matter how beautiful we look now, all of us have dark spots in our history. And I don't want to be reminded for those dark spots if you're not willing to accept the good things that I have going on today. Right. I don't feel safe. And therefore, you don't get to you don't get to be a historian if you're not going to be here and celebrate my wins. You don't get to talk about my past, not to me. And you don't get to ruin anything that I'm going after either because I'm going to draw the line. And there's going to be a hard, rigid, extremely rigid boundary of you don't get access to me anymore. Uh-huh. I have to call the cops on you. Right. Put a restraining order out because I'm, I'm, I'm with the boys. I believe in calling the boys on people. <laughs> I'm not going to mess right. up what I if you don't fear me and my boundaries, I'm going to put somebody in your life whose boundaries you will respect. You won't leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Right? So I, it just got to be that way, right? Once you, once you have moved from that place of the downward life that you used to live, give yourself permission to accept that I'm not there anymore. I've moved over here. And oh, yeah, I'm for sure. Here, I, I move different. The girl you knew yesterday, she ain't there. The price went up. Mm-hmm. Yesterday's price is not changed. Price went up. So you're not going to pay yesterday's price today. Right. You can't afford me no more. You Absolutely. can't afford to approach me. You can't afford to remind me of that stuff. Because that's a different girl. I don't even, She don't exist. She don't live here. So you can't talk to me like that. Sorry. You was good for nothing. Yeah, yesterday, not today. I'm good for something today. I, I wish I hope people hear this because like we're saying in relationships in general, man, you if you don't have any type of self-concept of, 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 of some self-love and some appreciation for yourself, you will put yourself in situations like that. Uh, it don't matter what happened in the past, but right now I'm I'm learning how to respect and love myself, you know, and you see that with people. And it's like, why would you put yourself in that type of relationship where that person's taking advantage of you, abusing you? Um, and it's the self-worth.
stick it to them, people. <laughs> but you got to be right. And if, if you want to stick it to somebody else, you got to be living on the wholesome. But if you're right. not, I notice I didn't say perfect, but you got to be living according to the rules you set for you. Because if you out here living on the half and on the sly, then you leave yourself open to get treated like that. Right. If the rate went up, you got to act like you work a little more. You worthless, then hey, do do you, baby? Go for free. I, I I'm not into living living for free. Right. So we are going to end the conversation there. Uh, this is try not to overthink it. Signing out. I'm RJ. Unique. And I'm Khalil. If you like what you heard, we ask that you stop by the YouTube channel because we can be found on YouTube. It's try not to overthink it. Uh, we drop content weekly, so please uh, stop by the channel. And if you happen to stop by the channel, please like, share, subscribe, turn your notifications on. Um, because, again, you don't want to miss out on any of the content that we drop. Um, if you would prefer to listen to us rather than watch us, I don't know why you prefer to listen instead of watch us, because you miss out on all these beautiful faces and the, and the antics. But as Unique said, do both. Because um, it helps helps us out tremendously. But if you would prefer to listen to us, we can be found pretty much everywhere that you can get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, um, pretty much anywhere that an audio, an audio file can be found, even Audible. You can you can you can listen to us there. Um, but this is us signing out um, and we will catch you in the next episode later.